Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode because I have my friend Jenna Dexter on the podcast with me. Jenna is a Christian life coach who is helping people get unstuck, discover their destiny, design their life, and fulfill their God-given dreams. Jenna is a huge inspiration to so many people, and she has a heart and passion to see other people dream, achieve, and flourish beyond their wildest imagination. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you, Janice, and welcome to the Just Janice podcast. Hey, hey, and I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So excited to have you on today. I know this is going to be a great episode. So I thought we would start out like I do with any time I have a guest on. I love starting out with just five fun facts, just fun ways to get to know for listeners to get to know you. So are you up for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So the first one is tell us something that is on your bucket list. Israel is definitely on my bucket list. I've been able to go a handful of places uh, in the last five years, some pretty awesome places, but I have yet to go to Israel, and that is definitely on my bucket list to walk where Jesus walked and experience all of that. I can't wait for that. I love that, and I want to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. Number number two is, what is your favorite quote or scripture? Okay. Um, I'm going to actually do a favorite quote and a scripture, if you don't mind. My favorite quote, or one of my favorite quotes, I have many. Quotes are kind of my thing. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford said that, and it is so true because your mindset is so powerful. If you can think, if you think you can do a thing, then you'll do it. If you don't think you can, well, you can't because you stopped yourself before you even started. Um, my favorite scripture turns out is I think your favorite scripture, and that is uh, Ephesians three twenty. And in the Passion translation, it reads. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I love both of those. I love that quote. And yes, that is my favorite scripture too. And I, I like love the passion translation. I'm yeah. obsessed with that version of the Bible. It's just, ah, uh, makes it come alive in such a different, a new way. I don't know. Yes. I love that scripture. Okay. The third one is if you could have a coffee date with anyone past or present, who would you choose? This is always my hardest people. When people ask me this one, I search and search and I really I don't know, but what I'm going to say this time is Priscilla Shire. She is so inspirational, and for me, if, I, if I'm if i going to sit down with someone, I could, if I could pick anyone in the entire world, I want to choose someone who I can really glean from, who I can learn from, who will inspire me, who, um, who has gone before me as I, I want to grow in my speaking skills, and man, that woman can speak, and just with fiery passion. And of course, what she speaks and teaches is so impactful. So yeah, I would love to sit and have a coffee date with Priscilla Shire. Priscilla Shire is incredible. I got to see her a few years ago at a conference. And for those of you who don't know who Priscilla Shire is, if you've seen the movie War Room, 
Um, she is the lead actress in that movie. So that might help you put a face with her. But if you've not heard of her or even if you have, go look up her teachings. Incredible. And I'm definitely going to um, invite myself to that coffee date too. <laughs> she is amazing. I love her. All right. Number four is what is one book that has made an impact in your life? Okay. This book was pretty transformational and I just recently started reading through it a little bit again. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to read this again. I underlined things. I, I quoted things. It is Live, Love, Lead, Your Best Life is Yet to Come by Brian Houston. And uh, Brian Houston is the pastor of Hillsong in Sydney, Australia. And it is so inspiring for anyone wanting to live that purpose-filled life, he, he inspires you. He tells his story of how Hillsong came to be in all of its glory that it is now from what the, the dream, the big, bold dream that he had many years ago. And, and he, he tells that story, but he also inspires you to dream big and to use those God-sized dreams and callings to go out and believe that you can actually achieve them and pursue them. And so it is one of those things that is exactly right up my alley. And one thing I'd love to pass on to others. So live, love, lead by Brian Houston. Mm, I need to look that up. I've not heard of that book and it sounds amazing and definitely is in alignment with what you're doing and your ministry and everything. So that sounds really, really good. Last one. Last one is what is one prayer that God has answered in your life? Okay, this is kind of a two-part thing, but there was a season in my life where I was especially uh, ha financially desperate, and I was at a point one day where I needed to make a decision and do something, and so I went to a fresh new place, got out of my little place, and I went to a park I'd never been to before, this beautiful, gorgeous park that I fell in love with. I, I now call it my God Park, and I just really sat there and and prayed into God and said, God, I need, I either need right now, I need to either make more money or reduce my living expenses and or both. And so what do I do? What do I physically need to do right now to do that? And two things happened in that in that moment, in that I don't know, half hour or so that I was I was there. And one of them was that Aside from having to fix my immediate problem, as far as what I was doing for a living and how to how to bring in an income and 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 all of that, I decided to ask myself, and this is something that I ask my clients, if you could do anything you wanted and knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? What is the thing that you would want to do and spend your time doing and live your life? And for me, it's always about purpose and living purpose-filled life. And so I basically long story short felt like god kind of downloaded basically the idea for what i'm doing now which is total thrive it's uh, what i call it is total thrive it's totalthrive.com and it is as you said igniting women to dream achieve and flourish beyond their wildest imagination in a nutshell and as a christian life coach and so basically he downloaded into me kind of what that was going to look like what my message is what all these things are at least the beginnings of it there was a whole lot i didn't know but it was the beginning of something that i could start to work and grow on and, and water the other thing that he did of course that wasn't going to pay for my finances right then that i still need to figure that part out and so the other thing that he did while i was there at the park is i looked up okay where else can i live where where else can i afford to live if i moved and the perfect place fell into my lap i looked up on craigslist this place was there that wasn't there before, and I had been looking, and it's not the easiest to find places around here uh, that would be in that price range that I could afford. And 
the perfect place fell on my lap. I went and, and saw it that day and it was a done thing. And I just really believe that God handed that to me that day that I desperately needed it. Wow. I love God's timing and just, I don't know how he is so perfect at bringing along exactly what we need when we need it. So that's beautiful. So, so we're done with our five fun facts. So I kind of want to start out, even though we've already started the podcast, but start out just this section of the podcast with who is Jenna Dexter? What is your story? Okay. Well, Jenna Dexter, if I was talking in the third person, <laughs> which <laughs> I, um, at my core, I am a lover of Jesus and purpose-driven. Those are kind of the two things that I guess I, I would want to be known by if, you know, if people ask me, you know, who are you? I have been a follower of Jesus ever since I can remember. I said the actual prayer when I was four, but even before then, I just always had that childlike faith. I always felt his presence, knew he was there, and I just knew that I knew that I knew that he was there. And I grew up uh, in a Christian home. I wasn't until then I, in a Christian home. My parents came to the Lord when I was four, actually. Um, but then they they grew and flourished in their relationship with God, and they went on to really be purpose-driven people. That's where I get this from. And I started doing uh, music, worship music with my mom. My dad started pastoring a church, a small church, when I was, I think, 11. And it was around that time that I started doing worship music with my mom. And and that led into more ministry opportunities. We did um, prison ministry a lot with my, my mom, my brother, and I would do the music. My dad would preach. And it became it became really the core of my parents um, next many years where uh, they just they just have a huge passion for prison ministry. And so we would do these chapel services uh, across the country. Actually, we did some uh, prison trips. And so I started doing that when I was like 12 and uh, and then moving into my later life. Music was just huge at my core. And I did contemporary Christian music for many years in my 20s and early 30s. Um, and and always was doing worship ministry wherever wherever I was. Worship ministry was and still is a huge part of me. Uh, and then when I was in my early twenties, I married and I had two beautiful girls. I was a homeschool mom, a wife, a homemaker, and I loved that life. It was it was a beautiful life, and I didn't have the perfect marriage. I don't know if anybody truly does, but I was committed to it and I thought he was too and and then my whole world exploded and I was blindsided and my marriage was in full-blown crisis and I worked really hard for a really long time to save it and I did all the things I prayed I was Priscilla Shire in that war room and I was praying for my marriage and I was doing all the things and at the end of the day it didn't, it didn't survive. And I was that thing that I never, ever, ever, ever was going to be. I became that divorced Christian woman. And that is one of those things that being raised in a family where my parents in particular were, they were at the brink of divorce when they found the Lord and uh, God saved their marriage. And so I kind of grew up with this thing like, like, no, you believe in marriage and, and if you work at it, it will survive. And at the end of the day, it takes both people to do that, basically. And so I, I finally surrendered to it and really felt God releasing me and telling me it, it's okay. Um, that was huge, massive, massive for me. 
um, as I'm sure you know, as a, as a Christian woman also who's been there, that for me, I really, really needed that release from God. And that's the one thing that I tell people. Anytime I speak with anyone who is uh, struggling in their marriage, let God bring you to that point where if you're, if you're feeling like, you know, I mean, you just got to give it your all and let him show you the way, let him show you that, yes, you are released. If, in, if in fact you are, because I still believe in the power of prayer. I still believe that my marriage could have been better than it ever was before. Um, and I want to inspire that into people. I want them to be that Priscilla Shire in her war room, praying for her marriage and seeing that miracle. But at any rate, so yeah, I ended up transitioning into just the most scary time of my life because I didn't have a career. I didn't have a degree. I had been a home homemaker and a homeschool mom, and I had no viable source of financial support. And so I had to figure this out. And I basically had to really, really lean to God and trust him for my provision and trust him for my path of, of how am I going to actually physically do this? It seemed impossible. And but as I've learned along my journey that a lot more things are possible than most of us realize. And so it's been really interesting and, and pretty exciting once I kind of got past the, the trauma and the pain and, and all of that. It's turned into a life of uh, kind of some interesting adventure to see what God is doing different in my future than I thought it was going to be. Mm, that's so good. And I'm like, listening to your story and I'm amening to a lot of it, but obviously not wanting to disrupt you while you're talking, but I'm like, yes, I love, I love the journey that God has you on. And so similar to what I've walked through, which is why I really connected with your story when I heard you speak on Katie Hedrick's podcast and, and yeah, so much that I agree with on all of that. And that's like the same for me. I'll have women that'll come to me or talk to me about like their marriage. And I'm like, I will never, ever advocate for divorce because and I'm never going to obviously tell someone what to do. Like we have to hear from God ourselves because I kind of was in that place too, before my marriage ended of like, okay, I'm hearing all these wonderful testimonies about God restoring marriages. And obviously that was my heart and desire, but then also hearing of women who, who God released. And so I had to seek the Lord for myself. And I know that's what you did too, to hear from him because um, he's the one that ultimately knows what's going on in the other person and what lies ahead in our lives. And so that's, that's really good. Yeah. And, and the other quick thing I'd like to say about that is um, for the person who was like me, who it was so super scary. And you're like, how, how can this even happen? And basically, you know, if he releases you and if he's, if he's in it and with you, he will, he will make a way he will provide, he will make a way for everything to, he will take care of you basically. Yes. Yes. And he has proven himself so faithful to me too, just like he has you over the last five years of being single. It's like anything, every need that I've ever had is met like exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask, think or imagine like he is so taking care of me the same way he has you. And so, yeah, it's really good. You have a quote on your website that I love because I know you said you're a quote girl and I love your website. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit later too, because I want people to check it out. But um, on your website, it says, God journeyed intimately with me from trauma to learning to dream again, creating a vision for my fabulous future and pursuing it with abandon. I defined my destiny. Now it's now let's define yours. I love that. So what are some practical ways that people can break ties with their past so that they can move forward into what God has for them? Mm, yeah. So yeah, if you, it, 
breaking ties with your past, of course, that indicates that there is some sort of a pain or trauma that you've been through, like divorce or perhaps uh, losing a loved one um, and or, I don't know, abuse. So many things that we go through that that this life, you know, this is not a perfect life. And God never said it was going to be a perfect life, that there will be pain and suffering and and all of that. But he also said that he would walk through it with us. And that's the difference, I think, but for you know Christians as opposed to anyone, any other faith or or atheism, it's like we have that. Yeah, we still go through the stuff, but we have him to walk through it with us. And so embracing him in that and and asking him to help us moving past it and help us to break ties with that past. But basically, I, I would say four primary things. So as far as breaking those ties, so take action. You got to take action about your past. You intentionally deal with it and do the work to, to find the healing that you need to um, get revelation and understanding about whatever it is that you need to work maybe on forgiveness, to work on letting go of resentment, bitterness, any of those kinds of things. Um, and of course, you can do those things a lot of different ways through counseling. Just for me, I couldn't afford a counseling, really. I did some of that, but it was mostly just really leaning into God on my own. And he gave me dreams in the night to help me understand my... Um, my things in my marriage that that I'd been uh, that I didn't fully get. He gave me dreams that that literally helped me understand, and and was part of that healing journey. Um, read books, find books, and or people, uh, you know, strategically find information to absorb and implement. You know, find people who have get on their email list if if there's someone who's speaking things that you feel like you need to hear. Pray to God. Pray to God to to lead you to the resources and the things that you need to be spending your time thinking about and growing in and and actively trying to find that healing and and dealing with that. Um, number two is to acknowledge and grieve. So acknowledge any losses that you've experienced and then grieve them. Like let, let yourself acknowledge them and realize, yeah, like for me, I had to, there's so many losses with divorce. There is Obviously, the loss of the relationship, that's the, the most obvious one, but there's the loss of my family unit being a, a family unit anymore, my kids not having their parents together anymore for the rest of their lives. Uh, there's the loss of um, the future that I thought I was going to have that I'm not having anymore, growing old with my husband and being the grandparents with the grandkids together and and all of that that picture of what that was supposed to look like. and. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of different losses that you may have experienced that you may not have even realized was a loss. Um, you just see the big one, and there may be others as well. So when you acknowledge them, then you can then come to a place of acceptance, and that is a, another huge one. So you acknowledge it, you accept it, and you grieve it, um, and and of course support. You find support, find anyone who will walk with you on your journey and support you. Don't isolate yourself. Allow yourself to to talk about the things and and laugh with people and cry with people um, and all of that. And then and then at some point you gotta like let it go. You have to make a choice. You choose not to stay in the past. You choose to quit dwelling on it, to quit reliving it, to quit saying the what ifs, to quit all of that. And you you choose not to stay in the past and you choose to focus on the future and move on. And that that right there is is the biggest one. And that is what like life coaching is kind of all about for, for me. It's about, you know, once you've been through basically dealing with and healing with 
trauma. Um, I think I think it's always those kinds of things are always kind of a long journey. Uh, it's not like there's a final, okay, I'm all the way healed now. But once you've gotten to a point where you've basically dealt with that kind of a thing, you choose to focus on your fabulous future. What what else is there for me? That's not what I thought it was going to be, but could still be pretty darn great. Yes, those are all so, so good. And even as you were speaking, I just kept thinking about Proverbs 31, 26. It says she opens her mouth with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. So I just want to tell you that, like, that is you, girl. That is you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So one subject that you and I are both super passionate about is making the most out of whatever season of life we find ourselves in. What is something that you think um, prevents people from actually doing that? And what is the solution? Mm, um, I think that some people stay stuck in the past kind of what we were just talking about. They don't choose to move past. They they might not do the work to get that healing that they need. Um, and they they might just stay choose to stay stuck in the past. So yeah, making that choice to move forward. Um, uh, the question was, what is some things that prevent them? So preventing them would be choosing to stay stuck. Another one might be they feel unworthy of anything good. They might feel, oh, I've, I've, I've failed. I, I did things that I, I just don't deserve to have a good future when that's absolutely not true because number one, there's grace for all of us. There is, God wants the abundant life for all of us. He longs for all of us to have joy and, and feel his, his intimate undying love and devotion because he is so mad for every one of us. You know, to the person right now listening to that podcast, I want to tell you, girl, or guy, God is mad for you. God loves you so deeply, and God truly wants you to live a thriving, good life. He is a good, good father, and he, you are worthy. You are worthy. Let him walk you through those feelings of unworthiness and, and, and bring you into the fabulous future. Uh, another one is fear, fear of failure. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, if I, I have this dream to do this thing. But I don't know if, if, if it'll happen and, and I don't know, it's too, I, I'll be too disappointed if it doesn't happen or people will laugh at me or, or think badly of me if I fail to do this thing and, and all of that. So fear of failure sometimes keeps us from, from moving on. And uh, another one is just being unwilling to take action, to just, you just kind of stay in your comfort zone of what might feel a little bit comfortable and you don't want to take action and say, I'm going to actually do the thing. I'm, I want to do this thing and I'm going to choose to actually do the thing. I'm going to, what can I do? What steps can I take to, to make this dream happen, to make, um, to live the most thriving life I can live right now and, and make the most of my current season of life. And so taking action um, is one. And then um, I think another one that, pe that prevents people is not believing not believing what is possible. And you know what, if I lived in that world, if I didn't believe that something even might be possible, that's kind of the way I like to say it. Like your mindset is so huge in what you can achieve and not, and not achieve. Uh, kind of like that, that uh, Henry Ford quote, I, I said, if you think you can, you, you know, or you think you can't, you're right. Because if, if, Basically, I like to say to think what if I'm sorry, what might be possible, just believe that it might be possible and then allow yourself to go there and think, well, okay, so if it were possible, what were steps, what are steps that I would take to get there? 
And then you might find your whole life just opening up before you. That This is uh, exactly what happened with me when I ended up traveling to Australia, New Zealand for three months during a time when I, I never thought in a million years that was possible. And But it was one of those things where at another season of my life earlier on, I had asked myself that same question. I My landlord had come to me and said that uh, I had to move and that because um, she was selling the property that I lived on and I couldn't afford, I was, oh man, I, I had six weeks. I couldn't find anything and I was praying, praying, praying. I was getting desperate and I finally started having a mental shift like, well, maybe God's not providing a place because I'm not supposed to find a place. I'm supposed to do something different. And so I asked myself that question. If I could do anything I wanted to, uh, and I knew I couldn't fail, what would that be? If anything were possible, let's let myself dream for a minute about things that seem impossible and just go there for a little bit and see what happens. And so I started thinking about traveling. I'd always wanted to travel. I was now newly in a situation where I wasn't tied to a relationship I wasn't tied. I was about to not be tied to a place with utilities and rent and all of that. And I wasn't tied to my, my kids were both um, grown and, and I was an empty nester. And so I wasn't tied to any of those things. So if I could do anything I wanted with my life right now, what would that be? And wow, I always wanted to travel outside of United States. Basically, I'd been to Tahiti. I'd been to Mexico and Canada and Hawaii, as if that's another country. And uh, But I always wanted to go to Australia. I always wanted to go to Europe. I'd never been to those places. And so I thought, well, what if it's possible? And so long story short, I figured out how to make it happen. And I could tell the story of, of what I did. But I, I ended up traveling, solo travel through Australia and New Zealand. I ended up not doing Europe. That actually did come later, though. But in that season, I went to Australia and New Zealand all by myself and I drove a car on the wrong side of the road on the wrong side of the car <laughs> and I met people I didn't know and I got to know people in both those countries I stayed at some Airbnbs some hostels and some what's called work away where you you stay in a place and you do some work for them in exchange for lodging and food and so with those three things I was able to kind of make my way through um Australia and New Zealand, and it was so impactful and powerful. And actually, it was on that trip that I read that book, literally on the plane. Okay, so before I went to Australia and I'm making these plans to go, I suddenly had this big aha moment. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia. I'm going to be in Sydney. That's where Hillsong is. I could go to Hillsong. And as a worship leader, Hillsong is like huge. You know, they they write so many of the worship songs that we sing. And um and so I was super excited about the possibility of going to Hillsong. I actually went three times while I was there. And that's a that's another cool story. But in the process of researching, okay, where exactly is it? And doing some research online, I saw that um, Brian Houston, Pastor Brian Houston had this book, Live, Love, Lead. And it was just coming out. And I bought it and I ended up, I started reading it on the airplane to Australia. And it was the most beautiful thing. It was like, it was part of my journey. I, reading that book throughout my travels was part of my journey. And it was part of what ins was inspiring me about my future, about, yes, there is good things for you in your future. Yes, you can have a purpose. And even as a divorced Christian woman with a big D on your chest, you can have purpose. You can have um, this fulfilled, purpose-filled life and make a difference because I've always felt this big call on my life to do something big. So 
yeah so that's one of the one of the cool things that i got to do i also jumped out of an airplane and went skydiving i went i did hang gliding i jumped off the auckland sky tower those are all i don't know what it was about all of that i feel like god was calling me to do those things as part of a yes i'm calling you to big scary things and i need you to trust me i need you to take a step of faith and trust me that i've got you i'm i'm you're not going to fall i've got you Mm, that's so good. Jenna, your story is so encouraging and so inspiring. And I just see myself so much in your story. I remember like fear. I've had a fear of heights since I was like a kid. I remember my grandma telling me, I remember your field trip from kindergarten, which I obviously don't remember. And you were so scared to even ride on the escalator and afraid of heights. And like, after I went through my divorce, I just found all of this crazy freedom, obviously emotionally and mentally and everything. But then like I went parasailing and did all these crazy things too. And um, it was just so much healing and breaking out of all of the bondage that I was in and all of that. And so I think your story is so cool and so encouraging and inspiring, like I said, so good. And I want to talk about, about dreams because I know that's something like you're super passionate about too. And for listeners who maybe have been afraid to dream, they don't even, they maybe are listening to our stories and they're like, I've never really even had a dream for myself. What does that look like? Or maybe they're thinking of things maybe they have dreamed about in the past and they've forgotten about them or they're wanting God to give them dreams. What do you have to say about any of that? Mm, I say, first of all, um, it kind of comes back to that, that, that mindset of allowing yourself to dream because I think sometimes again, because of fear or because of feeling unworthy, maybe because of a past um, disappointment, we are sometimes afraid to dream. And if there's anything that I want to do is to empower your listeners right now to believe that God wants you to dream. He probably gave you the dreams that you have because he instilled in you when you were in your mama's womb, he instilled in you even before you were born, before you were, before you were um, even in your mother's womb, meaning before the foundations of the world, God ordained and planned what he had for your life. And he, he knew the gifts and the talents that he was going to put into you. He knew the spiritual gifts that he was going to give you. And he knew the natural inclinations towards certain things that he was going to give you and the desires and, and all of that. And, and the dreams, all of those things sort of culminate sometimes into those dreams. And, and so I would say to, to, to lean into that, to just, you know, take a moment to sit down with a pen and a paper and let yourself dream to let yourself go if anything were possible what would i do it doesn't matter how stupid it might seem how ridiculous it might seem how anybody who was reading what you're writing down would think how ridiculous you are none of that matters all that matters is you're writing down if anything were possible i don't care how big it is you write it down and you let yourself dream it and you let yourself think about the what ifs and you, you let yourself think that it even might be possible and you pray into it. Pray, God, show me, is this you? Is this just me? Um, is this part of my future? Is this something you want me to pursue now? Is this something you want me to pursue later in my life? And, and just let him, let him nudge you. You know, sometimes there are things that, that you may have felt a nudge toward over your, over your lifetime. You just sort of always like for me writing, I, I have 
I, music was always such a huge part of my my life and I wrote songs and I, I recorded music. Music was sort of my identity for a long time. And there was a time where I stepped away from that. I stepped away from, from leading worship partially for the purpose of pursuing what else do I have? What other gifts do I have that I haven't even tapped into? And it was during that time that I actually, I got involved in a, a prayer meeting over a friend of mine over something going on in her life. But it shifted at one point to me where um, my friend's sister prayed over me and she said, God wants you to start writing. It's time, that's how she said it. She said, God says it's time to start writing. And I thought, it's time to start writing? How, how does she even know that? I'd barely had some inclinations over the past many years before that, that I, I feel like someday I might write more. I feel like I might write a book and all of that. And so suddenly I'm having this words being spoken over to me that it's time to start writing. And I was like, whoa, how, she didn't, she didn't know that I had those kind of inclinations. And my best friend is cracking up because I just, I, I'm such a long winded writer, just like I'm a long winded talker. I will write her emails that are like forever long and she'll give me a one word reply. And, <laughs> but all that to say is I have words <laughs> to say, and I feel like God not only wants me to say them in speaking, he wants me to say them in writing. And it's, it's, it's part of my journey. It's part of the gift. It's part of one of those things that God sort of nudged me to. Uh, coaching is another one where you just sort of listen to those inclinations, like, Coaching is something that I kind of, I didn't realize that it was something that just sort of naturally did with people as I'd have conversations, I would say things and do things. And um, at one point when I was telling a friend of mine um, about Total Thrive and that I was wanting to grow this thing that I'm calling Total Thrive. And, and at the time it was about writing, you know, blog posts and it was about some different things, but coaching wasn't even on my radar, actual coaching. And as I explained to her what it is I wanted to do and ignite women to dream, achieve and flourish, I don't know if I'd had that tagline yet, but she said, oh, it's like you're a life coach. And I was like, well, yeah, but not because I'm, I'm not, I mean, who am I to say that I'm going to coach someone in their life, you know, and, and be that, have that title. And then another time goes on and someone else said the same thing. It's like you're a life coach. And then, and then I had an experience with this woman or I was at a conference and, um, and we had this assignment to go to lunch with someone we didn't know and to ask them what they were doing, what, what their biggest goal was for the, for the coming year. What is the one thing you for sure want to accomplish in the next year? And as she was telling me her goal and, and how it just seemed so daunting to her, and I said, okay, well, so what's the very first thing you need to do? And she said, oh, well, um, I don't know. I have, I have a connection with this, with this person who's supposed to have this information that I need. Oh, okay, well... So when are you going to reach out to her? Do you have her phone number? Can you text her? When are you going to do that? You know, and she's like cracking up at me. She's like, well, okay, I guess I can do that while I'm waiting to get on the plane in the morning. And I said, okay. And she's like, wow, it's like you're a life coach. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was like, that was a big moment for me. I'm like, you know what? I think God's saying something to me right now. And I listen. And so, yeah, I ended up getting certified. And I remember the very first time I coached someone, I was so freaked out, you know, how was this going to go? And, and with her and every single person since then, it just, it just flows so easily. And I'm just like, I am so called to be this. It is not even funny. So listen to those nudges, listen to what people are saying to you about, you know, what, what is it they come to you for? Are they coming to you for advice? Are they coming to you to help them with whatever it might be that you have a skill level at or, or an expertise in or just some natural ability in what do people ask you or, or, or speak into you? And that that's one of the ways that you can kind of figure out, I know we're kind of talking about dreams, but 
for me, I kind of infuse dreams into purpose a lot of times. Um, and so I, it's sort of about that right now. But dreams like me going to, to travel, I'd just like to hit on that real briefly. When I went to Australia and New Zealand, because I'm so purpose-driven, I wanted that to be about something purposeful, something where I'm doing some sort of ministry along the way. And I looked for opportunities and ways to do that. And I was not really finding anything. And I mentioned how I got to go to Bethel, I mean, to Hillsong while I was there. But before that trip, shortly before that trip, I ended up going through Redding, California and got to go to Bethel in Redding, which is another huge place for anyone who is a worship leader because Bethel is another um, church where a lot of the, the worship music comes from. So I got to go to Bethel and I chatted with the gal next to me and, and told her what I was about to do on this journey and told her how I was really trying to figure out how to make it be more ministry. And, and I wasn't really finding a way to do that. And I almost feel like I said that as a way, like, I feel like there's a little bit of a guilt there. The fact that I was not finding a minute, I, I, it's like, I wanted her to know, I really want it to be ministry because that's who I am. And I felt like there was something wrong with me. I think if I, I don't know, I, I, it's kind of funny that I felt the need to tell her that. Um, but when we had a little meet and greet time a little bit later, she turns to me and she says, I feel like God wants you to know that this isn't supposed to be about you doing ministry or doing something purpose-filled. This is just for you. This is just for you to go and have fun and, and, you know, basically to go and adventure. And along the way, I feel like God used it as part of my story. It's part of what, you know, the fact that I'm telling the story right now, right here, it inspire. it does inspire women. It inspires women and, and men to live that, to, to dream and achieve and flourish beyond the wildest imagination. I love all of, I love, I love it all. I just like <laughs> want you to keep talking. Oh, don't test me. <laughs> I love how you talked about this. <laughs> I know this is going to be a three part podcast. It's fine. <laughs> but I love that you talked about like different people speaking into your life and those things that like you keep hearing on repeat. And again, even thinking about like my own self, even with this podcast and even the title of this podcast being just Janice. And like, I had so many people that would be like, Oh, you're just Janice. Oh, you're just Janice. After a while, I'm like, I think that's like, I think that's going to be my podcast name. And I don't know. It's just, it's fun. And it's so cool to hear your story and hear just how God used different people to speak those things into you. And even as you're talking, I'm just praying and believing that people are going to have those dreams awaken inside of them and those callings that God, like you even said before you were even created in your mother's womb, he had these plans for you. And I think about that from time to time. I have these thoughts of like how many people like go through their entire life and never even realize what God has called them to, or the gifts that he's put inside of them stay dormant. And that is just my heart and passion too, is for people to discover those gifts and use them and just walk out their calling and discover their dreams that God has put inside of them and to be bold in pursuing them. And so I love everything you said. I love it all. So your website, um, totalthrive.com is full of testimonies of people who have been coached by you. So can you tell people maybe who aren't familiar with coaching, what does that look like? What does it mean to be coached versus counseled and how can people connect with okay, you for coaching? Um, yeah. So I mentioned a little bit earlier that, yeah, with coaching and counseling, one of the biggest differences is that counseling is often about your past. Coaching is often about your future. And sometimes they can go together for sure. Uh, I definitely have coaching clients who have basically been counseled and they've been through some trauma and they've, they've basically come to a place of healing and they're ready to focus on their future and move forward and, and achieve some dreams that they've uh, had inside of them. Or I pull out some dreams in them they didn't even know they had or didn't think were possible. 
but sometimes like I, I had this one client who I asked her to make a dream journal and the most that she could get done in her two week period was make a cover for it because she couldn't bring herself to actually dream and make a vision for her future. Um, and that led her down a path of kind of dealing with her past of dealing with some trauma that she experienced that caused that disappointment in, um, in, in, and gave her that fear of, uh, of dreaming, uh, the inability to dream and, and believe in, in dreaming and, and good things like that. And so my point being that while it was future driven, it kind of, me pushing her to focus on her future kind of forced her to deal with more in depth uh, some of her past that she thought she had dealt with, but were still kind of triggering her. So it can be about both. But at, at any rate, yeah, for the most part with the coaching, it's all about let's figure out, let's design a life. Let's intentionally design a life that you love. What what do you feel called to? Let's, do, let's, let's fulfill purpose because that's just huge for me. But beyond fulfilling purpose, it's about having joy. It's about, I, I have on there the seven essentials of Thrive quiz. So if you go on there, you can take a quiz and it covers what I call a seven essentials of Thrive. And that's about our relationship with God, people, the peace. Do you have peace in your life? The peace that passes understanding that only Jesus can give. Are you living a life of purpose? Do you even know what your purpose is? Are you living your passion? What are you passionate about? Do you have joy? Are you doing things that are joy filled, like embracing the thriving life? And your dreams, are you pursuing and following your dreams? And so I kind of walked through a little quiz with that. And then when you take that quiz, uh, based on your answers, you'll get um, emails strategically sent to you that will help you along that journey, along where you need it most. You'll get some emails to kind of support you and, and give you some things to think about in creating your own totally thriving life. Mm. I I love that. And I love... I love that coaching is becoming such a trend because I think it is important for people to think about their future and dream and, and figure out their purpose. And I love that you're helping people do that. I think that's really incredible. So, so how can people stay connected with you? Um, besides your website, obviously we talked about totalthrive.com. Like what are your socials and all of that? Cause I really, really want people to connect with you because I think you're absolutely incredible. And then would you close oh, out sure. our podcast? In uh, yes. Social media. I am on all of the things I am at this moment. I'm primarily on Instagram. That's where I kind of hang out the most. And that's Jenna Dexter dot total thrive. Jenna is spelled with two N's. And uh, so Jenna Dexter dot total thrive, or you just look up Jenna Dexter and total thrive and it'll bring it up. And then Facebook is the same exact username, jennadexter.totalthrive. Twitter is Jen's Total Thrive. And uh, uh, Pinterest is, again, jennadexter.totalthrive. All those things are basically, you look up those two names, you'll find me. And I'm barely on Twitter and Pinterest right now, but I am launching as of January 1st, 2021, what I'm calling Daily Thrive. I mentioned earlier how big I am about quotes. I'm going to have 365 days of quotes that go out. Some of them are scripture. Some of them are quotes, my own quotes. Some of them are quotes from people like Priscilla Shire and Henry Ford and other notable people, uh, Brian Houston. Uh, from Hillsong. So there'll be quotes, short, really quick, easy quotes that you can um, either find them on all of those social media uh, places or um, go on totalthrive.com and subscribe to get them delivered to your email box every single day. And again, they're short, they're quick, they're easy, just something that you that you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, what's the daily thrive for the day? And you go and get a little shot of encouragement and excitement for living a totally thriving life.
make sure you connect with Jenna. You want to be connected with this girl. She's got a lot of incredible things going on. And I just love the ministry that you're doing through your coaching. I think it's thank great. You. Well, yeah. Lord, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you for coming so on. For having me. Thank I you so much. I'm excited to have been on this. And I, I truly right now feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just excited for what this podcast is going to do, the lives that it's going to impact. And so right now, Lord, I pray for those lives. I pray for that listener right now who is listening. And I pray that you would, that one listener, I'm thinking about that one listener who is listening right now. I'm speaking to you. God, I pray that you would pour into their life everything that you have for them right now in this season of their life, right now, this season that they're in right now, that you would inspire them, that you would speak to them what they need right now to maybe break ties with their past. What is it they need to do where they can take action and deal with it once and for all and leave it in the past and focus on the fabulous future that you have for them, Lord. Show them, show, give them the ability to dream. Give them the ability to believe that, that you have good things for them. Give them the ability to believe that more things are possible than they are imagining right now, that you want to exceed their wildest imaginations. And Lord, I just pray that you would instill in them every good thing that you have for them as a good, good father, that you would lead them to the thriving life that you have for them, bring them the healing they need and give them the exciting, beautiful future that you have for them, that whatever they've been through, maybe their future is going to look different than they thought it would, um, but that it is a good, good future. Get them excited about that and get them just leaning into you because the number one essential of a thriving life is your relationship with God. And so I just pray Lord, that you would inspire every listener right here, right now to just lean into you wholeheartedly in this moment. And I just pray all these things, Lord, I pray blessing for Janice. I pray blessing for everyone listening. And I just pray for an amazing 2021. In Jesus name, amen. 